Hi, we're the Fantasy Football Fanatics. My name is Duncan, and this week I'm joined by Matt in London and Ben in LA. Welcome, guys. Um, football moments of the week. Ben, I'm going to come to you first. I think you might have a few for us this week. Yeah, I, I've got a couple a couple quick hits. I uh, thought, the, thought the West Ham defending was just really comical um, in their game uh, this week. I think they were up 2-0 and then just gave up some terrible goals. The first one, um, uh, in a corner, punching it onto the the back of, I think it was Ogbonna, um, and then it went in, and then um, their centre-back pairing for the, the equaliser, basically just dilly-dallying. One of them tried to head it back, and then uh, I think it was Pascal Gross just like trickled it in past Fabianski. So... Um, classic West Ham defending to give up their two-goal advantage against Brighton. So that was pretty hilarious. And then another highlight I had, I was reading online that um, Neymar in their game this past weekend, um, Paris Saint-Germain were up 5-0. And I think he did a bit of showboating, did a rainbow flick over one of the defenders. And then the ref came up to him and was like, hey, stop showboating. Um, it's disrespectful to your opponent. <laughs> and um, he started arguing and he books him. Which I wow. Thought was, I thought that's out of order. You can't do that. Right? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, ridiculous. Well, I, saw, it was ridiculous. I agree with it, though. Like, <laughs> it's unprofessional. Uh, I don't think they can stop there's, there's players from the, doing that. Oh, yeah, I agree there's nothing in the rules, but like morally, I agree with the decision. Yeah, but... Stopping players doing outrageous skill, isn't that kind of part of what people come to the football match to see? The PSG fans probably want to see that. Um, was uh, was Neymar's rainbow flick, was that the same player who, because I saw something on uh, Twitter uh, today, I think, of Neymar getting his own back on players. You know how sometimes in matches you see two players kind of kicking each other and trying to sneakily foul each other during a game. There was a player who was just kicking Neymar over and over again. Um, and Neymar gets the ball, just runs up to him, and yeah, Rainbow flicks the ball over his head and just completely embarrasses him. And yeah, I saw that one too. I, I don't know if it was the same player, but Duncan, I know you you love a rainbow flick, so I mean, I, that, would appreciate that. I, I do love a rainbow flick. It's the the one thing I ever practiced at football. Um, <laughs> any more for any more, Ben? Or are those your your two highlights? Very very um, nice ones. My my last highlight is just finished watching uh, Spurs Man City, which had it all. I think um, you had Sterling, who probably should have been sent off for his tackle in Delhi, but only got yellow. You had a penalty saved after VAR was looking at it for like for like two or three minutes. You had Zinchenko sent off, and then you had Spurs winning with their new signing, um, scoring a really good goal. So. Yeah, it was, it was really entertaining. Um, and as someone, actually, who didn't, doesn't have Aguero, I don't think any of us have Aguero, I was just laughing because I couldn't believe he didn't get any points in that game. It was so funny. Yeah, we definitely got away with one. When the penalty was given, I couldn't believe it wasn't Aguero taking it. Gundogan now clearly is the, their penalty taker, right? I, I, I have no idea because I, I, I thought Aguero maybe was a bit injured um, from the foul. And that's why he didn't take it. But yeah, definitely dodged. Huge bullet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a nice nice trio of highlights, Ben. And I think, I can hope I can try and ma match you. So uh, 
my my highlights this week there were quite a few um steve bruce gave an interview <laughs> and i saw this and i thought it was hilarious um so he said um in two weeks we're gonna have andy carroll back muto and dwight york <laughs> this this man is living in like the 90s uh, early noughties like um yeah he obviously meant dwight gale but he's he's having a bobby robson newcastle manager moment and he's he's remembered him as dwight york um i bet he wishes he had dwight york back in two weeks because <laughs> they need some quality up front um the uh the second highlight was uh adama Traore against man united um as if this guy doesn't look hard enough he dislocates his shoulder and then they just pop it back in and he keeps on playing um, <laughs> just scary scary stuff if if you're the fullback watching that you're just like oh my god <laughs> this guy is a machine like a robocop um and the third and final highlight was uh i just i saw this this week and i thought it was quite nice can you guess what tammy abraham's brother is called no uh, no idea. <laughs> so it's it's tammy and timmy timmy and tammy <laughs> And a he's a, a Tim Tam. If, if <laughs> yeah, and, and Timmy's also a professional footballer as well. I think he's playing for someone in the championship. I can't remember who. Maybe he's playing for Fulham and he's on loan to one of the Bristol clubs, I think. But um, yeah, there you go. Um, Matt, how about you? Did you see any highlights that you liked this week? Well, I mean, given that I've got to come up with three, I better, better start getting my, my thinking cap on. Um, I guess it was just the different joys, well, joys and despair of football fandom uh, this week. So I was uh, looking forward to seeing Bruno Fernandes um, as a Man U fan. And I thought he played really well. I mean, Man United didn't win. It was nil-nil draw. But it was, it was, uh, it's been a little while since I've had sort of uh, the rare bit of excitement of the big signing and seeing how he is. And then he comes and plays and he looks like he's better than the rest of our players. So there's something a bit to be excited about. As a Man U fan, that's been rare for, for a little while, so that's been quite nice. Um, and then I was uh, just, I, was, I played football on Saturday, so we were in the pub afterwards, and uh, I was just chatting to a Crystal Palace fan as we were following the results closely, and you just seen him get utterly depressed as he finds out that, first off, his goalkeeper has just carried the ball into the back of his own net, and then a few minutes later, Joel Ward gets sent off, but they're not sent off, and it all goes horribly, yeah, horribly wrong for Crystal Palace uh, at home. But I guess he could console himself that he was playing football rather than at Selhurst Park. Yes, that was a tough one to take. Like pretty much their best player this season, Geiter. And uh, yeah, taking the ball across the line. That's harsh. Yeah, one, really one harsh. nil loss and you're the guy. Yeah, he must feel awful that night, uh, Geiter. Yeah. Like, nice comments from Hodgson afterwards saying that, you know, he's basically one of the big reasons why they're doing you know all right this season so they don't blame him which is nice to see yeah i think it helps you though, does it he still he still knows that three points lost entirely from you yeah it's just hodgson does have past history before Geiter arrived of kind of every now and then at a certain point in the season he'd swap keepers um you know bring in speroni or um yeah one of the other ones hennessy um, so, yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to be happening, which is nice to hear. Um, what about FPL moments? Ben, what's your FPL moment of this game week? 
So it's it's been a while since we potted. So I think it was a close one. I, I think I've uh, two very close FPL highlights. My first one is having a successful triple captain from uh, two game weeks ago. Um, I triple captain Mo Salah and uh, was in a bit of despair after the Wolves game where he blanked, but then he, he came back in the West Ham game and um, I think got double digits. So that was that was really uh, great, especially because if you look at our podcast league, um, you know, basically the top five, basically triple captained Mane. So really unlucky for them where he got injured in the first game. So um, my equally, it was equally close FPL moment is from this week, which is I finally got a clean sheet from my goalkeeper, uh, who is Burnt Leno, who is has an effective ownership of less than one percent. <laughs> I've had it. I've had him for a couple of weeks. I don't know why, but uh, he finally he finally got a clean sheet this week, and it was pretty lucky because I think uh, Jay Rodriguez like missed from two yards, hit the underside of the bar, and and bounced on the line and out. So I'm pretty happy with Leno. Um, and bizarrely, I saw that uh, Gary brought him in this week as well. So that was a strange one. Yeah, Gary can smell out a clean sheet, can't he? He, can, he loves a maverick clean sheet. Um, yeah, nice nice highlights. Um, how about you, Matt? What are your FPL moments? Um, well, it, it has to come from Liverpool winning because that's the only points I've got in a 59-point uh, game week. Uh, so I've got two Liverpool defenders, both of which got clean sheets, and then a captain Salah. Uh, and apart from that, my entire squad did 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 absolutely nothing. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, as much as I hate Liverpool, they uh, they have saved my game week. Yeah, uh, but you've got an all right score this week, considering you've got nothing much else apart from Liverpool. What? How many points did you get? Yeah, so I got fifty nine points. Um, so Salah getting thirty two of them uh, has really helped. So uh, getting the right captain was absolutely vital this week. Um, in recent weeks, I've I had pretty good scores, but usually picked the wrong captain, which has just slightly held me back. Um, I put Trent as a triple captain in the game week before, um, and then I've just, just missed the uh, the big scores like De Bruyne and Vardy, and captaining at the wrong times in the, the weeks before that. So it was nice to get one right this week. Um, but all my differentials, I guess, uh, uh, I can see why the differentials currently because they're not doing anything. Um, so yeah, Madison had a blank. Martial looked a bit ineffectual. I put Rico in um, as a bit of a wild card uh, to see. I thought that Bournemouth would get a result, and they did get the result, but they did concede like a late-ish goal to Aston Villa, which is a bit annoying. So there we go. Yeah, good stuff. And considering, yeah, considering you didn't get much apart from Liverpool, pretty decent score. And I'm guessing a green arrow for you as well. Yeah, so I think. Well, I think I just about stay where I am, but um, I also saved a transfer this week, so I can do look forward to two transfers going into the next week and. Maybe just get out some of the guys that have been blanking for a little while now. Nice. Um, my FPL moment this week was my wild card. Um, so quite often when I wild card, uh, I end up with something around the 45, 50 points mark. And I always think, oh, don't worry. It's it's about the long term, not the short term. But this week it, it worked out, worked out really well. Um, I think I'm going to finish on a score of uh, 76 points. Um, which is pretty decent. And yeah, I'm, I'm now, I think it was a, like a 50K rank jump, which is awesome. I was clearly, um, as I tend to do, slightly panicking um, and worrying that I wasn't going to get back into the top 100K. So I, I may have 
jumped the gun and gone a bit early on the wild card. But um, yeah, I just thought that you, Ben, and Matt were kind of getting away from me in our little mini league. So I've I've pulled you back in, and I'm within touching distance of Matt now, which is cool. Yeah, pretty much breathing down my neck. It's nerve nerve. Breathing down your neck, especially if you're yeah. new, fresh squad full of blades defenders uh yeah. yeah that that was the best part of it i i've tripled up on the blades at the back uh gone with henderson stevens and bulldog um so kind of splashed the cash on them and just, yeah i watched like you should never do i watched the crystal palace sheffield united game just watching a game purely hoping for a clean sheet is is painful stuff especially when you have three defenders um, but it was such a good game to watch for that reason. Um, yeah, if if any team uh, you want to watch play against your triple defence, it's Crystal Palace. And Christian Benteke, especially playing up front, was a, an absolute dream. <laughs> um, nice one. Well, um, should we take a quick break? And when we come back, we can look at game week 26's upcoming fixtures. I will love it, baby. Okay, first up for game week 26. Uh, it's a bit of a weird game week, this one, because it's part of the uh, winter break. So we've got some fixtures clustered on the first weekend coming up and then the rest of them on the second weekend. So there's a bit of a problem with kind of injury newses and press conferences. We won't really get the press conferences for the second set of fixtures on the second weekend, which is a bit annoying. But um yeah, we'll, we'll kind of do our best with what we can at the moment. So first up, it's Everton versus Crystal Palace. Matt, and this is one for you. Yeah, so we've we've just spoken about um, some of Crystal Palace's woes um, at home uh, just now and their, their lack of goal-scoring ability. So um, they tend to be just a bit better away from home and, and find a way to score a goal. And uh, I was talking to that Crystal Palace mate of mine, and he was, he was really pleased that Milijevic has uh, served his suspension as back in, which would give them some solidity, which in turn leads to like the ability to maybe get some counterattacks and get some goals. But I, I, yeah, other, other than Guaita, who's been pretty solid this season, I wouldn't be transferring in any Crystal Palace players at this moment. Um, and Everton, uh, with a remarkable comeback win, uh, probably on a bit of good form. I've got Calvert-Lewin, who's done really well. He didn't do anything uh, last week, but the weeks before, he's done pretty well for his price point. Um, but yeah, he looked a bit quiet, so I'm, I'm just sort of on the watching him at the moment to see if he's uh, going off the board a bit, and it, it, Ancelotti's starting to prefer Keane um, maybe up front. So we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, Jerry Mina with two goals out of nowhere, so maybe he's suddenly one to to look at. Um, but yeah, it seems that Everton is spreading the points around at the moment, so I'm not entirely sure which a fantasy asset I'd go for if I was putting in Everton players right now, but I'd, I'd expect them to win this one and potentially uh, yeah, good good assets to have. It's a bit of a shame for a lot of managers with Kelly not starting in that game uh, against Sheffield United. It looks like Ward's got his place back. Um, so is Kelly in your team and is he one for the chop? Um, so I think I sold Kelly a couple of weeks ago. Um, he looks at his bench in case he's still on bench fodder. Yeah, I sold Kelly a couple of weeks ago because I, I figured that Joel Ward was going to come back. So Joel Ward's a bit like Mark Noble at West Ham, where he just seems to like stay at Crystal Palace year in, year out as a pretty solid, but not so, so good that he'll get a transfer to anyone better type Premier League player. So 
he, uh, he just ticks over and I think he's better than Kelly. So I, I can't see Kelly winning his place back. Um, on DCL, you've got him in your team. A lot, quite a few people have got him as a bit of a differential for their good fixtures. But it's, it seems to, like looking at the season ticker that this one possibly is their last nice fixture for quite a while. Arsenal away, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool coming up. Yeah, but then you could also look at that and say, we've got Arsenal away and you've got Man United. So uh, maybe you could get goals in those games because they're not quite the solid teams that their season ticker suggests. And Chelsea away. And Chelsea yeah, will same. give goals away. I mean, those, yeah. those fixtures don't mean there's lack of goals for Everton there, I'd say. Yeah, fair enough. Um, next up, it's Brighton Watford for Ben. What do you reckon to this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm really not super interested in this game. So um, on the Brighton side, I, I noticed that uh, Neil Malpe was dropped for this game. Didn't even come on as a sub. Um, so if you have him, I know a couple managers do. Maybe maybe it's um, now's the right time to move out. Uh, amazingly, Glenn Murray scored in their last game, which is um, a throwback. Uh, Watford, interesting. I think two bad losses on the bounce and back in the relegation zone where previously I think most people like myself were like, oh, I think they'll be okay um, after their good run. Um, so a bit of trouble for them. So I think this will be quite a close game. Um, I looked and Brighton, Brighton won the reverse fixture um, last year, 3-0. Um, but I actually think this will be pretty tight. I, I probably will go with a score draw. Um, but I'm not really too interested in many FPL assets for this game. Do you think the kind of new manager bounce from Pearson at Watford is kind of coming to an end now? Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, they they had a good result where they drew against Spurs and maybe should have won, but then losing to Villa and then losing to 10-man Everton um, is when pretty they were rough. 2-0 up. 2-0 up. So maybe... Um, I think this actually might be a telling game because I think they, they really need to win. Um, so if they lose this one, then I think, I think uh, you could definitely say that new manager bounces over. Yeah, fair enough. Um, next up, it's me with Sheffield United versus Bournemouth. I think this was one of the fixtures I was looking at on my wildcard, kind of licking my lips, thinking, you know, Bournemouth are really struggling to score at the moment. Perfect put Sheffield United up against them. That's a great one for the triple defence. But that's changed in the last two games with Bournemouth having a kind of up to them in goal-scoring form. Um, I think, was it uh, Fraser came out recently in the press and said, you know, apologised to the fans and said, I haven't really been trying hard enough this season. And that he's kind of possibly returning to form now, got an assist against Villa. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like... Uh, Callum Wilson is kind of banging them in and they're back on kind of attacking form, but definitely a lot more positivity around at Bournemouth now. You know, Eddie Howe in his post-match looked very relaxed in comparison to what he has looked. Uh, two wins in two games. So um, yeah, a bit of a change in atmosphere around the club, which is really annoying. <laughs> um, on the Sheffield United side, I thought they looked very good defensively against Palace. I think that's not hard. But, um, yeah, I think their new signing, um, Berger, 
has come in and he's replaced Lundstrom, it seems, although there was a lot of people saying that that wouldn't be the case because they're quite different players. Um, Berger, more kind of offensively mi minded, um, possibly slightly weaker on the defensive side of things. And I think that definitely showed against Palace. Um, they took him off in the second half and brought in Lundstrom just to shore things up while they were in the lead. So I think you possibly have to look at fixtures and I'd, I'd say this is one where maybe they're less worried about having to defend. It's not a big team they're playing against. So I'd say there's more chance that Berger gets his first home game um, and Lundstrom probably gets a, another space on the bench and maybe comes off for another one-pointer, which is really, really annoying if you've started him. Um, yeah, I think in terms of options from Sheffield United, yeah, I would only go with the defence, pretty much. And I think you can just take your pick based on budget. They, it's kind of crazy that they've still got options at 4.5 at this point in the season. That never seems to happen, at, you know, in the past at teams like West Brom and stuff like that. But yeah, they've still got Egan and Basham playing every game, 4.5 and uh, getting the chances from corners and stuff like that. So yeah, you can go for those or you can stretch up to the, the kind of flying wingbacks. Um, yeah, take your pick. I think, yeah. Just not lunchtime I'm, anymore, which is the big one, isn't it? Just, that is the big one. But luckily his price, I think, has risen so much that people will have made money on him. And if they move now across to one of the other 4.5s, uh, it should be all right, I think. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I think uh, I, I'd see Bournemouth with more attacking kind of... Uh, more attacking flair at the moment. King looks like he's coming back and apparently played well. So him and Wilson possibly reunited up front with a bit more of a threat. Um, but I don't really have a choice. I'm going to be playing my Sheffield United defenders and, and hoping they can keep them out. Hey, Duncan. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in Sheffield United defenders, but I, I realise they blank in game week 28. Do you think that's a factor people should be considering or just kind of transfer them in and then, then try and bench them for 28? I think it's a factor you should be considering, Ben. I think it's a real worry and you should worry about it. Really worry about it. And poss <laughs> possibly don't bring them in. But for everyone else, I think, um, yeah, I, I brought in three on my wild card and I've got um, another three players um, who are all blanking in 28, which is a bit of a risky strategy. But I think... Um, you know, if I save up my transfers, I can make two transfers. Um, one of them's a goalkeeper, so I don't need to worry about him. I've got a backup goalkeeper who can come in. And I think, yeah, if, if you just bring them in knowing or just checking how many other players are in your team are blanking in 28. So that's Villa, Man City, Arsenal and Sheffield United. Um, and just doing the maths to make sure you can maybe move, the, move out the players you need to before game week 28. We've still got you know, 28, 27, uh, 26, 27, 28. So three transfers um, or two if you bring one in now um, before you need to get rid of them. So, yeah, I think I think it's probably worth it with Sheffield United's fixtures at the moment, but not for you, Ben. No, okay. not for you. <laughs> um, Bournemouth and Brighton are the next two, so that's, that's pretty nice. Um, Brighton kind of struggling a bit, I think, uh, attacking-wise. So, yeah. Um. Next up, it is a lovely fixture. Man City versus West Ham. What do you reckon, Matt? 
That's West Ham all over, right? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, that, that defence that they've got there, rock solid, rock solid. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is full your boots time at Man City. Um, probably going to be quite angry after their loss today. Um, wanting to put on a show. Uh, they do have Champions League, though, so uh, there's definitely some resting possibilities for those that, like Aguero pickers um, out there. So, uh, it, it's a diff- I mean, Man City is difficult enough with rotation at the best of times, but I reckon this could be a rotation-heavy type fixture where they just sort of think, we're at home, we'll probably win this one, uh, regardless of who, who in our squad we pick. So, that's my only fear of this fixture, but it definitely looks like a solid Man City win, right? Don't we have a the winter break yeah this is this is their game before the winter break so i don't know personally as a non-aguero owner this one i'm gonna be hiding behind the, the couch watching it. <laughs> yeah maybe uh, i don't know i just is there is there champions league coming up i think they have this game and then they do their winter break and then they have leicester then real madrid mm. so I assume I assume they'll be angry. Is my my read? They normally are. <laughs> they normally are after loss, don't they? Don't they normally come out and take revenge? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to take take revenge on poor Ogbonna and Diop. Ogbonna. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> this could be really painful for non non Aguero owners. It could be. It could be. I yeah. I've just got half a mind that they might uh, with Aguero in particular just rest him slightly because they're, they're worried about the fixtures ahead. Uh, he's come back. He, he come back from injury, right? And so they just, yeah, yeah just try to ma- was... manage, manage the body when they don't have to flog him in a game like this. I and would ben, pick, ben picked up that he might have been injured possibly slightly in the Tottenham game as well, didn't you? Yeah. And also I think Sterling, I don't, I don't think many managers still have Raheem, but he, he also came off looking a little bit injured with 10 minutes ago. Yeah, and if you've got like Mares and Bernardo Silva and Jesus, then th- those those guys could easily beat West Ham. So, do you think? Do you think you know with the fixture for Man City against Aston Villa a few game weeks ago, everyone else was looking in in other places, and some people really profited by just bringing in you know Aguero for a hit just for that kind of one game week. Do you think this is not one of those game weeks where you could maybe you know burn a couple of points and and just bring them in for i mean like ben said we saw a bonner and and uh diop almost running into each other and falling over each other <laughs> i mean yeah potentially potentially it's one of those where i like that aston villa game i could think uh those that did that look really wise like after the event but it was definitely a gamble to have like put in man city players for that week and i know that it came off really well but um, it wasn't like the obvious move, was it? And I think this one's a bit more of an obvious move, like maybe to to go big. But I'd want to be seeing like signs that he's, he really wants to play the team. They really want to go for it, like really hard. Okay, yeah. And luckily, I'm, I'm guessing we'll see the press conference on this because this is one of the ones in the first weekend. So yeah, we have to keep an eye on on Pep for that. And yeah. next up, it is Wolves versus Leicester for Ben. Yeah, I think, so I looked at the reverse fixture, was nil-nil, I think a little bit unsurprisingly. I wouldn't be surprised if it was similar. Um, So on the Wolves side, I think the usual suspects, 
uh, Traore, Jimenez. Um, one interesting one is uh, Bolly is back at 4.7. Um, he he started against United. I thought he looked really good, although it was against Manu. Um, and, you know, Wolf fixtures are pretty good, I think, going forward. So I think he's an interesting um, shout. And then Leicester side, um, Harvey Barnes is probably my pick at 5.9 now. Uh, looks like he's now solidified himself as first team. So he has three three goals in his last three games. So pretty impressive. Um, and then I think Oyozi Perez to a 6.2 is also a pretty good shout. He blanked against Chelsea, but um, got 15 points against West Ham. Uh, I just think this will be a, a low-scoring game, though. So um, even... Even though I'm holding Soyonchu, who hasn't done much in recent weeks, I'm going to play him for this game. And um, I'm also a Jamie Vardy owner, and I think a lot of people have moved on from him. But I'm just patiently waiting, because after this Wolves and City game, they, they go on against Norwich, Villa, Watford, Brighton, Everton Palace. So I'm just, I think I'm just going to hold on till that nice run. Um, also because like I don't think... I think with a lot of injuries, there are not a lot of great premiums around right now. So, um, and also I have other parts of my team to worry about. But yeah, um, I'm going to hold Vardy and hope hopefully he does something in this game. Yeah, good tactic and possibly you know slightly easier for you because you've also got Adamiang. You brought him in this week, right? Yeah, my failed punt. Although nice to see you punted too, and we both held <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> we've still got we've got two two home games in the next two so fingers crossed yeah I looked at his I looked at his record against Burnley and it was ridiculous it was something like seven or eight goals in three games and I was like oh this this is this is such a genius move and then <laughs> and then it wasn't hey he, well we'll come on to them later but he definitely had the chances yeah um, next up it's Southampton versus Burnley uh, this is one for me um, so I think Southampton did themselves pretty proud, although they lost 4-0. Um, they they definitely looked the part against Liverpool for a lot of the game. Um, they were just kind of outclassed. Um, so I think this is Danny Ings playing against another one of his old teams. Um, a lot of people were saying, you know, include him, uh, you know, players against their old teams, always score and stuff like that. Um, and Burnley... He should have had, should have had a pen. Who, yeah. Yeah, definitely should have had a pen. Another <coughs> another penalty that's been missing, but from VAR. Um, but yeah, I think he still looked like he was on pretty good form. Um, Burnley, however, uh, have gone from being the whipping boys slightly to uh, putting in some clean sheets recently and returning to their old ways, possibly. I know the stats uh, haven't really said that recently. The stats have been saying that they still should be conceding, you know, ex expected goals conceded of around two goals um, in those games. Not sure what the stats say from the Arsenal game, but um, yeah, I, I feel like they're returning to their old ways and trying to steer clear of any relegation kind of worries by um, strengthening the, well, just kind of tightening things up at the back and it's working. Um, so two good defences kind of meeting each other here. Um, and it's a it's a battle of whether you think Ings is going to do well or whether the the pretty good combination now up front for Burnley of Rodriguez and, and Wood, who seem to be working really well together, um, can cause a problem. I thought Burnley 
against Arsenal made some really, really different difficult situations and dangerous ones from set pieces and just generally from those two linking up. So I think they've got a nice partnership up front now. Um, so yeah, I think this is tricky because both attacks seem to be informed, both defences seem to be informed, so I don't really know which way to go with it. Um, but from an FBL point of view, I think, yeah, stick with Danny Ings. His, his good fixtures are going to be coming from now onwards. So yeah, that's pretty much it. From Burnley, I think Wood is an interesting one. Rodriguez is an interesting one if you're on wildcard. But I think my um, policy from this season has been don't bring in attacking players from defensive teams. So I, I would be sticking with that. Stunned into silence yeah. by my incredible preview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack Stevens, 4.4. I've been looking at Jack Stevens. I don't know why. He's got Burnley, Villa, West Ham, Newcastle, Norwich. Wise or said, not wise? He's he's had a few goals as well recently, hasn't he? Yeah, a couple of assists. Can I trust the Southampton defense? So is my question. But the, the Southampton defense has been really good recently. Yeah, um, and he is dirt cheap as well. So you know you don't have to play him in every game. He can be your first sub or second sub if you don't, don't fancy him. Okay. Is he still still four point four? Yeah, four point four. Yeah. Uh, question for a friend: Jack Stevens or Willie Bolly? <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to throw that to Matt. I, I mean, I, well, I'm thinking about Willie Bolly for my team. I'm not thinking about Jack Stevens for my team. Is that okay? Yeah. Why yeah, not? So you need a differential from Matt. You need to go Stevens. I mean, Southampton been on good form, um, but I don't know. If, have they been keeping many clean sheets? Uh, I don't follow them that all that closely. Also, I don't. I don't need a differential. I need to block Matt and you. <laughs> <laughs> Typical play safe, Ben. <laughs> yeah, no, they ha they haven't been keeping a huge amount of clean sheets against Crystal Palace. They did, but as we've discussed, um, <laughs> uh, Tottenham they kept a clean sheet, but that's a few games ago now. They've been letting a couple in recently, so yeah, maybe maybe Bolly's the way to go, and he's a bit of a differential as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Norwich, Liverpool. Is this uh, just another set and forget captaincy for Salah? Um, well, I mean, unless you want to go for the Man City assets, uh, it's obviously looking pretty attractive right now. I and mean, I think the if you're tripling up on Liverpool with Mane out, the um, the way that most people have gone is double defence and then Salah in midfield. And I mean that worked fantastic this game week. This one looks teed up to be almost a very identical sort of a match, really, where you'd expect them to be strong contenders to get a clean sheet and then probably to get a couple of goals. And Salah's looks like he's on form. I mean, he misses loads of chances, but he just seems to be scoring uh, most weeks at the moment and getting double-digit double digit hauls. So Salah looks great. I think Liverpool just look great. Um, the one that I quite like on, for Norwich side is I'm starting to track Pookie again. He just seems to be, he got, I mean, he didn't get a goal this week, but he got uh, goals in the previous weeks before that. And um, I remember this is where the Pookie party started, first game of the season against Liverpool, where he just got a smart finish and a, a nice goal. And then uh, I, 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 I wouldn't be su that surprised if he went on a bit of a run again. Do you, th <laughs> you think playing against the toughest defence in the league is going <laughs> to spark him off again? Well, I mean, so I don't just spark him off again. I think he's he's start, He's already on a bit of form. 
Like he blanked this week, but he scored the previous two before that. Um, he scored against Liverpool uh, at the start of the season. Um, I think his fixtures are tough, but I don't. I think he's a little bit. He scores against anyone. It's not necessarily he scores against the poor team. So yeah, I wouldn't be. I'm not. I'm not transferring him. I, I wouldn't be necessarily recommending it, but I think he's one for watch list at the moment. Okay, and um, we'll see if you stick with that when we come to our possible wildcard for the joint team later. Um, I have some feeling that you might be bringing him up again. Um, <laughs> okay, so I don't know. I think, you know, I was saying before, maybe that Man City against West Ham game is is maybe a similar opportunity to the Aston Villa game against Man City. And with Salah doing so well and then playing against Norwich, I kind of see him being quite high up in the captain pole. And maybe that Man City fixture, people thinking, oh, you know, they're going to blank soon and uh, it's not worth burning a transfer on and they've got Leicester away next game. So, I don't know, it, it makes me more keen about bringing in a Man City kind of punt, one-week punt. Yeah. Yeah, I think Man City, Man City, you expect them to really, really thrash them. I think Norwich, I think, well, obviously, I think they're still bottom, aren't they, at the table? And look, look like they're going to get relegated, but they're they're fighting, um, and the results haven't been so bad of late. Um, so you never know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, ben, what do you reckon to Villa Tottenham? Um, hmm. So <clears throat> Villa, I'm not too interested in Villa um, assets right now. I think a lot of people still have Grealish. Um, and with the upcoming blank and some tough fixtures, I wonder if I, I wonder if now's the time to get off um, Grealish because they have Tottenham and then they have Southampton, then they blank, then Leicester, then Chelsea. So not that great. Um, the only other interesting Villa asset I saw was I think they changed their formation slightly. Where Matt Target now is, I think he had as many touches in the box as Grealish last game, and he's 4.4. But definitely would not be recommending bringing in Villa defenders right now. Um, I think Spurs are actually a little bit more interesting where um, new signing Bergwijn, uh, 7.5 million, straight into the team, straight up front. Uh, I, looked at, I looked at his stats for PSV. So he's played 16 games, uh, five goals, 10 assists, um, so pretty decent. Doesn't sound like a, a prolific goal scorer, but his goal today was really well taken. Um, so maybe if you really want to punt him, I think Hyungman Son actually is a really interesting one now that their their fixtures have kind of turned. And um, if they're playing Bergwijn up front, I think that allows Son to play in his more favoured position. And they, you know, they have like a, a pretty decent run of fixtures as well. So. I think he might be an interesting one for our wildcard team. Um, and then, you know, I thought Delhi played okay, but he came off um, injured as well. So I would, I would expect Spurs to grind out a win in this fixture. Maybe with Son getting some points. I thought um, Bergwijn seemed to be more on the kind of left wing in attacking midfield rather than up front. I thought Lucas Moura... Oh, Lucas Moura, yeah. The Lucas Moura was up front, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Mora too, 7.1. Um, he got an assist today as well. So yeah, I think out of the chasing pack for Champions League, 
I think Spurs definitely look the kind of best well set up with um, just like their squad depth and Jose. Um, so I would expect them to, till now, till end of season, to really be pushing. The only the only question with them is like they also have Champions League as well to to rotate against. Mm. Tanganga getting another 90 minutes and a, a clean sheet again. It's pretty nice for still a 4.0 if people are considering, you know, Williams not starting and stuff like that. Yeah, good, good shout. He's he's going to be in my wildcard team for our joint team later. Okay, nice one. Uh, next one is Arsenal versus Newcastle. And this is one for me. Um, I saw a stat... Um, this week that Arsenal had had, I think it was almost, I think it was equal lowest shots in the league uh, recently or since Arteta had taken over, I think. And they were equal with Crystal Palace, who we've been very rude about so far. Um, that's a bit worrying, um, especially when you're coming up against a, a Newcastle defence who've been on pretty good form recently. Um, yeah, I, I definitely feel from watching Arsenal and Arteta, he has... He has made them kind of control the ball a bit more. Uh, they've looked more solid. Um, okay, I'm not going to say they're looking defensively, you know, great, but he's definitely tidied some things up at the back for sure and maybe changed the focus slightly as a team so that they're better set up um, to defend and maybe at the cost of, of our attack. I also think Lacazette is really struggling up front in that lone striker role. And I, I feel like... Um, as long as he's staying in the team and playing that role, it's going to be an issue scoring goals. So, yeah, this this doesn't look like the prime fixture for me, essentially, that it should be, um, because Newcastle are probably the only team in the league at the moment who are totally comfortable with just focusing fully on defence and sticking five defenders in every game. Um, that... That might change slightly with Danny Rose coming in, so they might have a bit more attack um, from from left kind of fullback or left wing back. Um, with him and Yedlin, they've definitely got some some pace and some attacking threat on the wings. But yeah, I think um, yeah, it's prob- probably not the greatest fixture for Aubameyang owners to see for me and and for Ben. I don't think I'd be captaining him in this fixture. Like we've said, there's there's other better fixtures with uh, Liverpool playing Norwich and Man City against West Ham. He's he's nice just to have there in the team as a bit of a differential. But um, yeah, I think this is a bit of a test for Arsenal. Um, yeah. Did you did you so, read that Danny Rose uh, like Newcastle because um, they bear chip shops up there? I mean, <laughs> he he Can... disrespected he disrespected the London chip shops and. I, I disagree with the man. I'm sorry. Like, I know I'm a Londoner, so that's probably natural to do that. But we have good chip shops in London. They may be ridiculously expensive, but, you know, crispy batter, good fish, <laughs> good chips. I mean... It's the lacking of curry, just... curry sauce and gravy. That's what's lacking, isn't it? Oh, rank. Yeah, maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's the issue. Um yeah, okay, chip shops aside, um, and how many chips he's now going to be eating, I still think he's a good signing for Newcastle. Um, they've got some really nice fixtures uh, kind of from now on after this Arsenal game. Palace, nice to see them. Burnley, um, Southampton, Sheffield United, Villa, Bournemouth and West Ham coming up. 
Um, so a lot of people talking about Jamal Lascelles uh, on wild cards and stuff like that. 4.2, club captain, uh, has had a goal threat, you know, in seasons gone by. Um, and Fernandez picking up a maximum bonus this week as well. So, yeah, I think if I was going to look at any Newcastle player, uh, it would be a defender and it would be a cheap one. Um, I think, yeah, Lascelles looks pretty nice, although he has his injury problems. Um yeah, if you can stretch to Fernandez, maybe. But as we've seen, all Newcastle centre backs seem to constantly get injured and constantly rotate because of that. But uh, yeah, cheap ones and good fixtures, so worth considering, I think. Matt, what do you reckon to the the big game, Chelsea versus Man United? Um, so, I mean, I'd like to reminisce that uh, Man United won this uh, reverse fixture four nil, and uh, our start of our season looked so. So hopeful. Uh, but yeah, much has changed since then. For a start, we don't have Pogba or Rashford who were instrumental in that victory. Uh, and Chelsea is sort of plodding along, not necessarily winning, definitely conceding some goals, but still looking threatening and looking on course to maybe get the Champions League spot. Um, so I think this is a... I think it's quite an intriguing game, really. I think both sides are kind of flawed in some ways. So uh, I'll be intrigued to see what the result is um i'm not going to predict it because manu will be allowed to counter-attack a bit more which which will suit their game um and we have odian agarlo to potentially make his his debut uh, which would be interesting uh fantasy wise uh i think um people have had tammy abraham but he's just looking maybe slightly off the boil um although he's potentially a bit unlucky not to get a penalty um, and Mason Mount came in with two assists, which was pretty handy. But I don't know; he doesn't quite seem regular enough uh, in his points hauls for for me. Um, and then for Man U side, I mean, I've still got Martial on my team, but he's not really firing. And the moment he's on my um, my watch list to get out, actually. So uh, without Rashford, I think Man United just look a little flat. And I think I'd want to see Fernandez and Agallo start firing before I I really start thinking about. Uh, putting my new assets in my team at the moment. So, yeah, not necessarily fantasy heavy at the moment, but uh, an interesting fixture nonetheless. What what an FPL legend he is, Odia Nogalio. Was it a couple of seasons ago he was just on fire for Watford? Yeah, 2015. I think he got the golden boot. He was, uh, he was outstanding. And then the next season he played six months of absolute stinking football uh, where he did, did almost nothing. And then I think he then went up to China uh, not to be seen again until now. Good signing? Um, I was quite pleased, really. I mean, as a Man U fan perspective, that it just seemed like a logical, sensible signing where you just get six months loan, so there's no like long-term commitment and wage bill like restructuring to be done, which sort of lasts out the Rashford injury. He's the sort of player that we probably needs that just sticks around in the box and actually finish some moves where I think all our players at the moment like to be sort of hanging outside the box, uh, just slowly building up play or, or not making runs. So I think he might give us a little bit of, a little bit of threat that we're maybe lacking at the moment. So yeah, I think he, he's a pretty decent signing. I mean, he's not going to, he's not necessarily set the world alight because if he was that good a striker, then he wouldn't, wouldn't have been playing in China. But uh, I think he's, he sort of suits the purpose for what man you need right now. Fair enough. Um, and what about Fernandez? Do you think he's a, an FPL option? Uh, 
I think he's uh, was he eight million. Um, it's a bit yeah. it's a bit rich for me. Um, I'd want to see some goals first before I, I put put him in. I mean, I think with all new signings that don't come from the Premier League that are, have never played in the Premier League before, I think you need you as a, as a rule of thumb. I always like to give them a few games to see how they're bedding into the new league. Um, I mean, even just think of their personal lives, they've got a lot to settle in. So I'd always assume that maybe they're not going to hit the ground running, that they take a bit of time to bed in. Speaking of uh, personal lives, did you see the quote from uh, Solskjaer this week when he was asked about Fernandes? He said, well, you know, he's got a lot going on. You know, he's moved to a new country, you know, new city, all this stuff. And he had his, his daughter's birthday just yesterday. <laughs> it was like... Wow. I mean, the Man United manager mentioning that one of his players had a, a child's birthday to attend is a reason why he might not be starting. It's pretty crazy. He's just a lovely guy, that Ollie, isn't he? Lovely guy. <laughs> he is. <Yeah. laughs> it's what he thinks want. of everything. It's what you want in a ruthless, cutthroat game like this. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Um, should we take... Oh, no, let's not take a break. <laughs> let's not take a break. Let's jump straight into the whipping boys. Ben, who are your whipping boys for game week 26? West Ham. West Ham against Man City. Okay. Matt, yeah. what about you? Yeah, yeah, it's West Ham. Um, that's... Um, see, it's even more. It's worth bringing in a, a one-week punt. <laughs> Spend some points. Um, uh, what about clean sheets? Ben, who's your first clean sheet? Uh, who is my first clean sheet? I will go. I don't know. I'll just go Liverpool. Classic. <laughs> uh, Matt, what about you? I didn't even think about that one. You can just sort of. <laughs> I didn't even look at the fixtures. That's an auto pick if I've ever heard one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go for looks up who's playing Palace uh, Everton. The second auto <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I would now the next auto pick would be look who's playing against Newcastle, but I think Arsenal looked pretty vulnerable against Burnley's uh, set pieces and Newcastle score a lot of their goals from their centre backs. So I'm gonna stay away from that. I'm probably gonna go um go for Sheffield United, partly out of hope, but I think they're a defence on form, so fingers crossed. Back to you, Ben. Um, wait, who do you choose? Sheffield United? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go Southampton. Okay. Matt, how about you? Uh, maybe Spurs? Spurs against? Villa. 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 Just because Villa are okay. a bit poo. Bit pants. They've got a new striker, scored a goal. What's the matter with you? Yeah. Um but, I'm gonna go <laughs> But they lost against but, Bolt Bournemouth, <clears throat> so it wasn't was exactly an inspiring performance. Fair enough. I'm gonna go for Man City against West Ham because West Ham are a bit pants. Back to you, Ben. Um I might go. Wolves. Yeah, against the Harvey Barnes, but they are looking better defensively, aren't they, with Bolly back? Can you see any more, Matt, or should we call it there? 
I mean, I, I, maybe that Wolves-Leicester game is going to be a nil-nil, so uh, Leicester's also a possibility. Just two evenly matched teams, essentially. Yeah, both uh, playing safe. Okay, we'll call it there. Um, yeah, we'll take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to look at the Listeners League and we're going to talk wild cards in our joint team. Well, United were scarcely recognisable from the team we've known over the last couple of seasons. What's going on, do you feel? I think they've, they've got problems. I wouldn't say they've got major problems. Obviously, three players have departed. The trick is always buy when you're strong. So he needs to buy players. You can't win anything with kids. You look at that line at Manchester United today and Aston Villa at quarter past two when they get the team sheet. It's just going to give them a lift and it'll happen every time he plays the kids. He's got to buy players, as simple as that. But they have, as he point, Alex Ferguson pointed out, they have got star names to come in. They've got Cole and Giggs, uh, Cantona, Cantona and Ducor, and, and Bruce. Steve Bruce. Still not enough. The trick of winning the championship is having strength and depth. They just haven't got it. OK, Ben, how are the listeners getting in on in the at FPL FF Fanatics uh, podcast league? Yeah, so top five is, I think, as you were, the same usual suspects. Uh, Harry Quinn, number one. Kevin Miles, number two. Uh, Rui de Oliveira, number three. Uh, John Hartaby, fourth. And Bev CL, fifth. I want to give my own shout out to myself for being six. <laughs> uh, you know, being, bringing some pod credibility. We're close. We're close to the top five. Um, so that's pretty good. Uh, okay, more interesting is top and bottom scorers this week. Uh, bottom scorer, a bit unfortunate. Uh, Falilu Gay, I think, uh, with 25 points. Uh, pretty rough. Um, Looking at his team, a bit of a miss, I think, in terms... So he has Leno in goal, uh, seven points, uh, Van Arnholt, Dunk, Pereira, Dina. Um, no Liverpool players, I think, is probably where he went wrong. Uh, he has Mane, but injured. Uh, Captain Obama Yang, who missed... Who just missed a lot, a lot of chances. Um, so, yeah, a bit unfortunate. Um, 25 points, not a great score. Our top scorer this week is a pot, our potter, Gary, with 79 points, beating Duncan's wildcard 76. Um, so the defence did it for Gary this week. Uh, he had Leno, Juan Bissaka with nine points, Trent Fernandez with nine points, Roman Sace, six points, and then obviously Captain Salah uh, for 32. So good job, Gary, with 79. And, and also... Gary is such a maverick that he decided not to get rid of Mane this week. Uh, instead, he made a goalkeeper transfer. So he's that maverick. And, then, and the Arsenal goalkeeper. So even more maverick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Madness. Also, if you look at his team, I mean, he got 79 points, but he, he picked Mane and Williams, neither of who played. So he, uh, he had Sice off the bench, his second sub, uh, to get him six points. Thank you for a bit of balance there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> he, had, he had 10 men playing in all. He, uh, I, I think he's jammed this week, uh, I would say. <laughs> I, I think he's popped man, man in the first team just to mess with your mind, Matt, personally. Yeah, well, he's only got 10 players playing, so uh, <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> nice one. Thank you very much, Ben. Um, Matt. How did we do in the joint team this week? Um, so the joint team, uh, I mean, it continues its mediocre uh, form. 
Uh, it's pretty decent, sort of uh, 59 points this week, but it's it's not climbing up the table. Um, much like my own team, it relied very heavily on Liverpool. So Salah, Arnold and uh, Robertson getting um, all of its points. Uh, so the question mark is, do we give it a massive overhaul and do we wildcard? I think we should. I think we've got um, Ishmael Assar, who's got an injury now. We've got Kelly, who's not in the team. We've got Lundstrom, who's been dropped. We've got um, Haller, who <laughs> did, did get points in the double game week. Uh, he came in with seven points. So that was all right, considering. Um, but then we we have climbed, thanks to the double game week, and generally a couple of all right scores recently. We've climbed from a million in the world to just inside the top uh, 600,000 or the top 700,000. But I think we still need, we need to go full differential now, personally. Yeah, I think... It, and an early wild card is one of those. I, th- I think I'd agree. I think it's overall rank of this team is like, it, it's in that stage now where you, you let's let's roll the dice a bit, see if we can get up the rankings because it's not, not allowed us to play for at the moment. It's bottom of our, uh, of our league. Um, it's yeah, just stumbling along at the moment, and so let's let's mix it up. And we are we're not bottom of the Hive League, which is the FPL league of Hive Mind teams. We're we've risen up to fourth place out of six, so at least we're getting back to some level of cre- credibility there. Do you agree, Ben? Do you think we wildcard, or do you, or do you think urge caution and patience? Uh, I'm okay wildcarding. I think if it was my own personal team, I would probably say my wildcard for the double game week. But I, I do think you're right that the SAR injury and Howard, I think I think it definitely isn't a bad idea to wildcard. There, there's a lot of deadwood in this team. Okay. Um, so we've, we've each... In kind of anticipation, we've each drafted a wildcard team for the joint team. Um, I've got them kind of up on screen here. Um, I just so... changed. I just changed my Duncan. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, well, should we each go through ours? But Ben, do you want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I just changed my wildcard draft just now. Um, so my team, um, I think you need this kind of safe pick. So safe picks: Salah, De Bruyne. Trent Robertson, uh, Sheffield United defender. I think where I'm going differential is I'm going to go Hyungmin Son and Obama Yang as my differential. So, okay, quickly going to my team. I've chosen McCarthy in goal just because of Southampton's good fixture run. And then I have uh, a non-playing goalkeeper as my other option. In defense, I've gone double Liverpool, Robertson, Trent. Uh, I've gone Egan, for Sheffield United at 4.5, but that could be any Sheffield United defender. And my two uh, cheapies are Lascelles, who we talked about earlier, and Tanganga, who we also talked about earlier. Um, and then in midfield, Salah, De Bruyne, Kang uh, Min Son as the big hitters, and then Traore as my fourth. And my uh, enabler is um, Isaac Hayden from Newcastle at 4.3. And then up front, I've got Obama Yang, who missed some real sitters this past week. But I'm hoping, like, with the fixture run, he finds some form. I'm also just a big believer in Arteta, and I think he'll he'll get Arsenal doing well. 
And then I've got Danny Ings, mainly for their, I mean, they have a great fixture run coming up. And uh, we just talked about him. I'm gone Jay Rodriguez as my uh, third for a bit of differential, 5.7, now first team for Burnley. I really like it. It's I great, like the changes you've made. It's yeah. a great team. It's a great team. Um, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I think um, some of the logic actually is quite similar to the World Cup team I've picked. Um, so maybe it's worth, should I go through mine and just say why I've gone slightly different? Um, and we can yeah, compare sure. and contrast. So um, I've gone for the same sort of keeping the same core of De Bruyne uh, and the two Liverpool defenders uh, and Salah. Um, I went Van Dyke just to save a little bit of money over Robertson. Um, and I used that to splash the cash on a bit of Sheffield, Sheffield United defence. So I've got Henderson and goal, uh, Bulldog in defence. Uh, and then I complete that off of Tanganga and Bolly. Um, so we've got an option uh, to pick uh, each week of doing three at the back or four at the back. Um, and then De- Salah, De Bruyne, I've also gone Son because I think that's a bit of a differential uh, that could, could pay off as a big hitter. And then Traore and Grealish. Um, and then rather than go the Aubameyang route uh, and a, a big hitter that uh, just, just blanked, uh, I, I've gone for spreading it around with uh, some, some mediocre strikers that are, get, I think, doing quite well at the moment. And so you can sort of pick, pick between them. So Puki, Ings and Wood. Uh, being the, the logic for my team being that almost all of it plays week in, week out. So it's, it's quite rotation uh, sort of uh, safe. Um, and you can sort of pick the players that won form. Um, that was my logic. I like your logic. I just think it's too light up front with Pookie, Ings and Wood. Yeah, but I mean, their their form is not that much worse than Obama Yang's at the moment. So um, I don't know. What do you reckon, Ben? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of I agree with you, Duncan, in terms of I think I want a big hit up front uh, and just just kind of betting on you know Arsenal, Obama and getting it together for their fixtures. I'm also not a fan of Grealish in midfield anymore just because um, of the upcoming blank and their fixtures are pretty tough. I know he's their talisman, um, but I, I think I prefer um, my format of you basically replace Grealish with uh, Hayden and then you upgrade one of your forwards to Obama Yang. I do like I do like Bolly defence though, so that's probably a change I would make to to my draft. Yeah. I mean I guess yeah, it, it is the money spread around, uh, and therefore you don't get quite the, the star player up front. Um so that's that's definitely maybe a sort of a weakness and a strength depending on how you look at it. What do you go for, Duncan? So I've it's very similar to my own wildcard team. I've gone three uh, Sheffield United at the back, gone Henderson, Bulldog and Egan. Uh, gone McCarthy as backup goalkeeper. And the reason for that is for their blank in 28 so that we have another keeper. So for Matt, you've got Henderson in goal and then Button, but then you'll have some problems in 28 because uh, you won't have a playing keeper and you have to make a transfer there. Um, not so much of a problem for game week 31 blanks because... Um, I think a lot of people will probably be free hitting then and Henderson doesn't play in that game week uh, because he's playing against Man United. I think he's online from Man United. So, um, yeah, I think free hit for that week. 
Um, so it's Henderson, Egan, Bulldog, uh, Robertson, Trent, and Lascelles at the back. Then Salah, De Bruyne, Traore, Harvey Barnes um, as my four, and then a bench fodder Hayden, same as Ben. And then it's Abamyang, Ings, and Jimenez. Um, yeah, just just think Jimenez pops up with halls quite often, and a lot of us transferred him out and then immediately regretted it. Um, he's good in tough fixtures. He's all right in um, decent fixtures. Um, yeah. And I think Ober is worth it for the moment. And it's quite nice that you can have these couple of home fixtures against Newcastle and Everton. You can decide if you want to keep him, if he's on form or not. And if not, then you can switch to Vardy for his nice fixtures um, from there on. So, yeah, I think I immediately think with my team it's missing Son, which you both have in, which I like. And it's also missing enough differentials um, for the rank that we are at. I think it's a bit more kind of template wildcard team and we need to be a bit more different. What was your strike force what again, you Ben? Uh, mine was Aubameyang, Ings and uh, J-Rod. J-Rod. But I, I have realised, I'm just playing around a bit, if, if I went for Gomez instead of Robertson, you could turn you could turn J Rod into Jimenez in my team. Ooh. That's that's pretty that's good. Pretty strong. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only the way that I was sort of doing the alternative is to sort of afford uh Duncan my more expensive defence, you could uh swap J Rod to someone like a Martinelli um and then spread some of that cash. Across the back, I, I thought I thought about Martinelli on my wild card. I just think that it's too much of a risk from whether he plays or not. Um, especially if you've got Tanganga in your team as well, they're both rotation risks. I think, um, and you know, if he falls out of form, I think he could. You know, there's Pepe there, there's Saka who can play there. Bamiang's playing on the wing. Uh, I just think it's a bit of a risk at the moment. Yeah, sounds good. So, are we? Which way are we leaning, Dunk? I'm probably leaning towards Ben team. Ben's team. Just, uh, yeah, I like. I like maybe moving Robertson down to Gomez and bringing in Jimenez because, uh, although it's 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 less of a differential, isn't it? Which is a bit sad. But um, it's nice to have a bit of a punt in there on one player at least with J Rod. Burnley's fixtures are are great. I know I've been. Um, against bringing in uh, attacking players from defensive teams, but their fixtures are really nice and they are forming a nice partnership up front. Um, so, yeah, but I do, I, I think my preference is Ben's team, I'm afraid, Matt. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think my preference is towards Ben's team. Um, I'm a little bit more hesitant about uh, having Jimenez because, um, as you say, it's, it's, quite, it's quite template. And I'd maybe rather, I like the switch down to Gomez, but I think I'd rather spend that money across the defence. Yeah, we can do that as well. I don't know what it would get. Where, where do you think we need to upgrade? Uh, what's your back five again? My back five, it's pretty light right now. So it's, um, and my goalkeepers are pretty bad. So I have McCarthy, Button, 
Egan Lascelles, Gomez, Trent, Tanganga. I think yeah, goalkeepers we need to think about. If we could get a Hen- maybe yeah, a Henderson or or a Bolly in. I think that'd be quite nice. So, yeah, so if you so keep, that, if you yeah. keep if you keep Rodriguez, you can turn Button into Henderson pretty easily. And then does that leave you with anything else in the it bank? It leaves you one mil in the bank. One mil. Wow. Okay. So you can turn Tanganga into Bolly pretty easily. Shall we do that? It'll leave us 0.3 left over. How much is a J-Rod? J-Rod is 5.7. Are you thinking about Chris Wood instead? <laughs> well, I think it's much of a munch. Or Timo Pukki. Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not winning while I went to support. No. Uh, I think maybe upgrade... Um, one of Tanganga and Lascelles. So maybe Tanganga because he's a bit of a risk. Yeah. So we can go up to 5 million, right? Yeah. What about the triple up with Sheffield United? Yeah. Is there any... We can't... Can we not make it to the fullbacks? We can't. They're 5.1 for Bulldog and Steve. You could get a volley at 4.7 though. Yeah, you could do a volley too. I don't think Wolves have been that good defensively this season. Um yeah, I think, I mean, they have not kept clean sheets pretty much at all. <laughs> the last, this is the first clean sheet they've had since uh, game week eight. Yeah, but they're just Bolly, not that kind of team. Isn't Bolly, they are that kind of team, though, no? Bolly's their best no, defender. No. Yeah. The, he is, but um, someone was very rude about Solskjaer's quotes this week against. Uh, Wolves and he came out in the uh, post-match and he said, you know, Wolves are such a well-organised team. A lot of people have struggled to break them down this yeah. season. And someone was saying, actually, every <laughs> single team of the league has scored against them bar like one. So I don't think they're a kind of clean sheet machine, to be honest. Yeah, we could do O'Connell. I'm, I mean, I guess triple Sheffield United is a differential in itself, really. Yeah. How, how, how would that leave us? Double, that's all. Uh, sort of the blank game it, week coming up. We 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 huh? would we still be fine in the blank with this team. Okay. So we'd only have three outfield players that blank. Uh, we would you would lose your three Sheffield United. Um, you'd lose the two Bruyne. Sheffield United. Yeah, we've got a goalkeeper. You, yeah, you got McCarthy. Uh, you lose De Bruyne and Aubameyang. But you can and st- two defenders potentially. Yeah. But we would have transfers so could... too, and we would yeah. still want to feel people. Yeah. I'm wondering now with the point now, is, is any point upgrading Hayden? Probably not. Uh, I wouldn't be spending the money there. Yeah, agree. Okay. All right. So it's looking like Henderson, McCarthy, Egan, Lascelles, Gomez, Trent, O'Connell, Salah, De Bruyne, Traore, Sun, Hayden, J. Rod, Ings, Aubameyang, 0.4 mil in the bank. How does that sound? That? Yeah, let's go for it. Plus, because it's a wild card, we can keep tinkering. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, what about just throwing in one more player? Uh, if we've got five million to spend, I just love I love doing what you should not do, which is spending exact money. Um, Aurier, uh, is that so? Three. 
three six pointers in a row. Uh, that's two clean sheets in the last three. Um, got an assist in there as well to get him the other six pointer. Really far forward in in Mourinho's formation. Still low owned. Um, playing Villa next. Um, I just think, yeah, I think he's a bit of a differential. I know I've said that before and it went horribly, horribly wrong <laughs> with the whole Trent thing. But uh, but yeah, I just think it's an interesting option if we've got five million to spend. Yeah, you, you basically just have enough to do O'Connell to Aurier. Point, we have point four in the bank. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm fine with either. I don't. I think they're kind of similar. They'll be kind of similar. So would we have triple Spurs then in our team? You'd have double Spurs. Oh, because we've got Tanganga. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if it's the best use of cash, Oye. I also just like, would... I, I, I like money in the bank in case you need flexibility, you know, making transfers coming yeah. up. I'm happy if you guys aren't happy with that. Um, I just thought he's he seems like an option that people aren't taking at the moment because they got slightly yeah. burned. And um, he's getting the assists and maybe they're putting together the clean sheets now. Um, but I'll leave it up to you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy keeping triple Sheffield United. Okay. Well, we can always switch to him maybe later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna play. Okay. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna hit play wild card. Boom. Boom. All right. Who do we want a captain? Salah. What are our options? We've got De Bruyne, Salah, and Aubameyang against Newcastle. Right. Uh, yes. Anyone else? I think. What do you think, Matt? I think De Bruyne, given what we've been predicting this game week. I think it's got the most upside, yeah. um, most chance of like a massive haul. And potentially, people will be sticking with the Salah captaincy. Maybe the crowd will be sticking there as well. Yeah, because De Bruyne hasn't hasn't returned in the last game, and yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, um, done. Nice. Nice one. I'm ready to tinker now away as well. I'm sure um, Gary and Andy will have strong views. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have Bruno Fernandes in there in no time if, if Andy has his way. <laughs> and Gary's maverick ways will have uh, more Newcastle defenders. <laughs> yeah. Needs more Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> more cowbell. Um, if you don't follow us on Twitter already, uh, give us a follow at FPLFFFanatics. You can also get in touch with us on there. It's great to hear from you guys when you do. Um, and if you like the show, please uh, give us a rating on, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'd really appreciate that as well. Um, apart from that, unless there's any more business, guys, um, thank you, Ben, for your insight. Uh, welcome. Hopefully our wildcard shoots us up the ranks. Yeah, fingers crossed. And thank you for insight, Yeah, Matt. cheers. Looking forward to the wildcard madness. And thank you for listening and we'll speak to you soon.